Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for listening from the Midwest, the great state of Michigan, the greatest place in the world, unless you're a Michigan State fan. I know, I had to throw that in there. Well, today, folks, we're going to talk about sports. My buddy Ron over here is laughing. You can laugh at the jokes if you want to. So Ron is here with us. So today we're going to talk about sports. And, of course, it's March, and it's almost March Madness. And we have this week, we have what what we would love to talk about is the conference championships games. We got... We all know what March is, by the way, because he doesn't want to introduce me, but we already know that it's Sean. Uh, anyway, oh, I forgot about my buddy Sean. Anyway, it's not just March Madness. It's Izzo Madness uh, because it'll be 27 consecutive years going to the big dance, baby. And I will congratulate him until they don't actually make it, or they will, because my team, Michigan, seems to kick themselves in the ass. They well, blew the game last night, folks. Like this is they had Indiana on the ropes. The when it went to overtime, we knew I mean, I personally knew I was actually rooting for Michigan because it would put maybe a possible eleventh team in the NCAA tournament. We probably have nine locked right now, possibly ten. So we'll see what happens there. But Michigan had their chance and right. I mean, I think they're done. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Instead of starting the big east. We're going to start in the Big Ten because we're already at this point in the Big Ten. So for Wednesday, the third, I mean the March the eighth of two thousand and twenty-three, we have Ohio State and Wisconsin. Both teams are relatively not great right now. <laughs> Wisconsin is seventeen and thirteen. Ohio State is thirteen and eighteen. But Ohio State is on a winning streak. It's an amazing winning streak actually because. For the longest time, Ohio State couldn't win anything. And ever since they started their freshmen and their sophomores, they've been kicking ass. Where this is the 13th versus the 12th seed. So, I mean, the crazy thing is, I mean, technically Wisconsin has a better record, but just the way things were so weird yesterday when Northwestern played that game, um, the the seeds could have changed anywhere from two to eleven seeds. So anyway, Wisconsin could have been higher than a thirteen seed. But who do you think is going to win that first game? You know what? I'm going. To, I'm going to say this. I have a really strong feeling that Ohio State's going to upset that game. I think they're all just they just have a clicking thing going for them. Wisconsin is very struggling to identify of, that they're actually playing basketball. I don't. I don't even think they know they're playing basketball because they just not. I don't know. They're not scoring. They're they're missing a lot of three point shots. It's just not the Wisconsin of the years in the past. Just this is a tough one because Wisconsin's lost the last two out of three. They almost actually blew the game against Minnesota last night. If they would have lost last night, they would not even be on Bubble Watch, which I'm still surprised that they're on Bubble Watch. I mean. As a Big Ten fan, yes, I want them in. I want us to have 10 wins. But is 17 and 13 really worthy to make the big dance? And I, I know they're only getting that controversy of even being in the talk is because their strength schedule is in the top 40 or top 45. But 17 and 13 does not deserve to go to the dance. But if they beat Ohio State, they're 18 and 13. I yeah. like that kid that's from uh, Michigan um, that – so when the on the Badgers, so I'm probably gonna take the Badgers. All right, yeah, okay. All right, I'm going. With, I'm going with Ohio State, and he's going with Wisconsin. 
Then we have the, the Minnesota. What's the last? Gophers. Gophers and Nebraska Huskies. Huskers. Huskers. And by ESPN and other websites, they say Nebraska is going to win 77%. Because Minnesota is one of the worst teams in any college conference. Eight and 21 or? Two and 17 in the Big Ten. I want to give a shout out to Fred Hoiberg, uh, good coach. Um, was at Iowa State and was also a Chicago Bulls head coach. And he's turned this Nebraska program around. Uh, they haven't been over 500 um, in the last four or five years. And even if they lost to Minnesota, they'd be 16 and 16. I don't see them losing to Minnesota. So I'm taking the Cornhuskers to win. It'll probably be close, but they're 17 and 15 after that game. Guaranteed to be over 500 the first time in at least six years. Mm-hmm. And even if they lose the next game in the next round, they'll be invited to the NIT. Yeah, okay. NIT. That'd be good. That'd be great. That'd be great. And Michigan probably be there. <laughs> but wait, let's talk about Penn State and Illinois first. Let's talk about how Penn State made the greatest comeback in longest time. I got to do this for our home state, Ric Flair. Woo! And Penn the- State is back on the bubble, baby. They're back. They haven't made it since 2011. 12-year drought. But that win and that amazing comeback against Maryland and those seniors coming together, uh, they beat Illinois. They're in guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I think That's, that game is at six thirty um, on Thursday. By the way. So wait, so wait. Illinois, they beat Michigan and they just lost to God. Who did they, lose they just to? lost to Purdue in a tough one? Yeah, because they were down twenty points. Yeah, and they came back and I believe they tied that game. Yeah, and they had them. They truly had them on the ropes, and they only lost by five points. That was a hell of a. Uh, adversity by Illinois to they actually contained Edie too and had him in foul trouble. But uh, yeah. anyway, Illinois plays Penn State at six thirty on Thursday. I think. I mean, we're playing in Chicago. Penn State does not play well on the road. I know it's a neutral court, but I mean, I want. I mean, Illinois is already a lock, and for the sake of the Big Ten, because we like, love the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I want Penn State to win this game. And if they hit their threes because they live and die by them, they shoot 30 a game. If they make them, they can beat Illinois. But I'm probably going to go with the Illini to win that. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to say Illinois too. I just think they're a better balanced team. They're, I think they're just better at versity and they're better at leads. I just don't know if Penn State can fall behind again and then come back that far and then just keep continuously winning. I just don't see it. So here's a question for you. Basically, if Penn State loses that game, they're 19-13. and 13, Oh, yeah, they're in. Would they still be in, or are they praying to God on Sunday that they're in? If they win, they're in guaranteed by my book. If they lose, oh, yeah. they're doing a lot of praying. Oh, yeah. If they lose to Illinois on on Thursday. I just don't I just don't see them in the tournament. They'll be invited to the NIT. Yep, I agree. So I think that could happen, but Penn State really needs that win. They really need. 
and where Illinois needs that win as well, just to give them better seed. But if 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 Illinois gets spanked by Penn State, they could be on the outside of the bubble again. I just a lot of these teams with twenty and eleven records and all these twenty records, you know, you assume they're going to be in, but if they it's lose, not a guarantee because of strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah. You just the Penn State. If you lose to Penn State, if you Illinois, you're you're going to look like a complete foolish team. And then of course we got the. My team, Rucker, is in Michigan, and it looks like Michigan is such a, in a big bubble that it looks like a zit. And you bust that zit, you're going to hope that the, the, the NCAA uh, uh, bracketeers will look through all that mess through Michigan because they, uh, they lost again. That, and it was a tough one, like we said previous to the show. We don't need to talk about it that much because if they would have won that game, I would have had them in. They would be playing the next game, and they would win, and they'd be 18-13. and 13, And now they're sitting at 17-14. and 14. And Rutgers, they got blown out at home against Northwestern on senior day, which was a devastating loss to Rutgers because Northwestern was already a, is already a lock in the tournament, which we really love, Chris Collins. But this is a – I don't know who, who needs this game more, actually, because – if Michigan wins, I could – I'm saying this right now. If Michigan wins this game, I could see them making a run to Sunday. Okay. Okay, I can see that. I could see them playing on Sunday. That would make them 18, 19, and tw- – well, they'd win Thursday, then they would win Friday. I would put them at 19 and 14. Saturday would be 20 and 14. And then Sunday, they're playing on Sunday at 20 and 14, again, the championship game. Um. Yeah, if they can I'm, get to Sunday. They might be in yeah, at 20 Mich- and 15. Yeah, Michigan needs a lot of uh, – one of the things I've noticed about Michigan's big players, besides, besides Dickerson, and I think his last name is Reed Jr., that he's a, the number 32 guy. And he's not, maybe he's not 32. But he plays – he's like 6'10", and he plays like he's 5'11", which is when, – when I watched that game against Indiana last night, he just looked. He just played small. Their big guys sometimes play small, and what happens to Michigan, in my opinion, is that they give up the opportunity for other players to score, and then they reach out way too much to Dickerson. There were a couple of times that the, the guy should have shot it and tried to throw it into Dickerson, and then the ball was in, intercepted or deflected. So, can you agree though yeah. that? If Michigan wins this game, they can run to Sunday. If Rutgers wins this game, they're not going to beat Purdue. No. I think Michigan has a chance to no. beat Purdue, but Rutgers will not beat Purdue. No. If Rutgers sneaks by Michigan, they're 19-13. and 13. They lose to Purdue, and then we're double screwed because then neither one of these teams makes the tournament probably. Yeah, I think, I think Michigan, if they don't win this game, and either – well, I think Sean just said it. Either of these teams lose at this point, they're not going to get in a tournament. I don't even see Michigan. It doesn't matter how how much we are a part of the NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter if Howard or we got Chris Weber, legendary bad timeout, or even in any Michigan. But if they make it to Sunday, they're right. They, they got to. So we're going to talk. Since we touched a little base on Purdue, we're going to talk about the – the fact that Iowa and Ohio, Iowa will, will, will have to play 
on that Wednesday against Ohio State or Wisconsin just to just for the next round. So I I think Iowa with their three point domination, they've got a better coaching system. Everything's looking good for them. I think they'll be able to beat either Ohio or Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's going to need to get a head out of their ass right away in the first round against Ohio State just to so that they can compete with Iowa. But if they barely win or beat Ohio State, I don't see them given a chance to beat Iowa. So then we got to go to real fast on Friday, and we're not even going to touch much on this. We well, got, Michigan State, we got right, we we're should gonna touch a little bit on this, but we're not going to touch on much because this is the double buy. Purdue's got a double buy playing at twelve o'clock. Yeah, we already talked about who's going to be there. It's either going to be Michigan or Rutgers. You got Michigan State at two thirty. It'll be Iowa or Wisconsin, most likely. Mm-hmm. You got Northwestern at the six thirty buy, and you got Indiana at nine clock with the double buy so yeah that's so, the big 10 round it up so basically we're not yeah I, or else we could be here forever to jibbering about who might may may not win let's go to my favorite conference in basketball to watch and the big uh, is a championship series let's talk about butler and st john's st john's so is the big east if anybody big east. Know that division. Thank, yeah, exactly it is on march the eighth on Wednesday. It's one of the, and I love the time slots they have the Big East in, because it's like the time when I can go home and be home and watch the games. And the games, every Big East game, is. And he'll probably be drinking a glass of whiskey. I, um, I really love the Big East. So St. John's and Butler, and of course St. John's is seventeen and fourteen, and Butler was the absolute opposite at fourteen and seventeen. Mm-hmm. But Butler has lost four out of five and. And St. John's have only won two out of five. So Both the, of these teams need to win out to make the tournament. Um, St. John's yeah. is guaranteed the NIT no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And then we have Seton Hall, who is 17 and 14, and DePaul. And DePaul is one of those teams that seems to always just struggle. They, I, I don't – I mean, they're basically our Nebraska and so is good this year. Then. This year, yeah, but you know. So DePaul was our Minnesota Gophers this year. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I forgot those are those Gophers. So, but DePaul nine and 20, 22, My gosh, I just they've lost five in a row. Uh, Seeing Hall has won two out of five, and let's just assume that they're going to win that game. And they would be eighteen and fourteen. And they would and have then, to. I mean, they, I still think well, they're, they're guaranteed NIT material, but I think they almost have to win out too to be. In yeah, the I totally agree. Yep. And then the legendary basketball Hall of Famer, Mr. Patrick Ewing in the Georgetown, and I, you know, I feel bad for for Patrick, but I think his team's actually worse than DePaul. Yeah, and we drove DePaul into the grave. <laughs> Sorry, DePaul. Still, still remember when Patrick Ewing, it was a year and a half ago, walked in the Madison Square Garden and the stupid security guard stops him and asks him for his ID. Let's just say that security guard does not have a job anymore, folks. How do you <laughs> not know who Patrick Ewing is? Well, I mean, he looks like different than he was as a basketball player. But he's seven foot two. Yeah. <laughs> you know his picture, what it looks like, buddy. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But Georgetown, seven and 24. And then you have Villanova, 16 and 15. And Villanova is kind of on a three-game, three well, they've won three out of five. 
Georgetown has lost four out of, out of five, and they're not playing well in their conference. They kind of suck. And the last two times they played each other, they lost. So Nova is a tough uh, team to watch because think about this. They're 16 and 15. They could be a sleeper. Like, remember, this is the – Jay Wright era, but Jay Wright's gone, and this is a new coach, and they were under 500, but this ball, this this new coach has turned it around. They're 16 and 15. I don't know the last time Nova has been in the NIT, which I couldn't name. It's it's been. I mean, they're the they're normally an NCAA tournament. Like Jay Wright does not miss the NCAA tournament, so this will be a huge slump for Nova. Mm-hmm. They could be the sleeper of the Big East, but yeah, I think it's I th- a long shot. Yeah, I think. I think it's. I think there's possibility for that team to win. I think there's a possibility for Villanova to to take. They can make a run, and they're a team that can make a run. I don't know if they can make a run with a with a new coach, but with the old coach's players, they could get there. I don't. You know, when I watched Villanova, it was kind of rough watching them because sometimes they had spurts of greatness, and then sometimes they were had spurt spurts of DePaul. So Thursday is after uh, games. Uh, he's going to miss his time slot because the first game is Marquette, and they will have whatever the worst – I know, the six. Yeah. So they'll have one of the – whoever they're playing. But Providence and UConn at 2.30, Xavier to, to be determined, and Creighton to be determined also. Oh, yeah. but We should need to talk about Providence and UConn. These two teams – when you watch them, they have the best games ever. This is going to be one of those games pre-tournament that everyone's going to have to watch because I don't care what the over-under is. I don't care if the point spread. This game will be so tight that it will go back and forth and no one's ever going to know. The, you haven't heard that in a while, have you? Yeah, yeah. Your mom gave it to me, though. Yeah, there you go, folks. Put another one. Right, Ron? Ron is going to be our uh, our tech guy someday. Uh, anyway, Providence versus UConn. UConn is 11th in the country. but So Providence is not ranked right now. But UConn, think about this. If you're an 11 seed, you're fighting for a somewhere between a t- uh, two and a five seed. I mean, I think UConn could jump. I mean, two is a huge stretch. I'm probably going to say three to five. If they make a big Big East run, they could go to three. Yeah, I like. You know what? I like both these teams. If you're going to pick a, these two teams to go far in the tournament, I think they could. It depends on how they Nobody's going to beat Shaka Smarts and his alumni market. Oh please. I think. The I, former VCU. Coach <laughs> and the UT, which he did not do very good at, but no, he didn't do good turn at that all. great Marquette homeschool advantage. Jesuit I, school, I know he can do it. He can do it. What conference are we on next? We're going to talk about the ACC. We're going to talk about what well, well, we're going to talk about. Well, let's just start with the worst teams Boston College versus Louisville, four and 17 and 15 and 16. Day do we start on this? That's Wednesday that's three seven. That's Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Oh, ACC starts early. I thought they would start one of the late ones. And so they start early, and 
Boston College and Louisville. I mean, if you need to take a nap, please just take a nap. I mean, I don't even know. Well, when you take a nap earlier, the Georgia Tech, Florida State's a little bit worse. But still, at least Georgia Tech and Florida State, they can be that could be a better game. Louisville four and seventeen. Why twenty seven? Four and twenty seven. How are they even invited to this tournament of the ACC? They should just default their rest of this. Yeah, the Matt, that, that's a good point because we're not we don't catch on this, but he brought up a very good point. The Mac Conference. If you're one of the worst two teams, you don't get to go. And Emoji Bates, which used to be under um, Anthony Hardaway, Little Penny, one of the greatest commercials of all time, and Orlando Magic's baby, but. Eastern Eastern Michigan does not get to go and enjoy the conference tournament because they're the last seat. But anyway, Louisville is going to get blown out. The night game, Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech. This is very intriguing because Virginia Tech is on the bubble and they're 18 and 13. Notre Dame is 11 and 20, very not good season. Mike Bray is on his way out. He's already told that they're done. He won a game at home to close out in Notre Dame last weekend, which is kind of cool, but he doesn't want to end his career. So who knows where Mike Bray is going to go in the end of this. Notre Dame wasn't going to fire him, so I don't know why he's stepping down. But anyway, I say Virginia Tech wins. So wait a second. You think he's going somewhere else? Yeah. He's, he's leaving Notre Dame. It's probably a mutual decision. but Just because of the record? Yeah, think? they were 11-20. and 20. But he, then oh. he said he didn't want to quit coaching. Oh, so. But he's been there. To prove to you how long Mike Bray has been there? For what? I graduated in 2002. He was the coach. When I went to Holy Cross down by South Bend. So Mike Bray has been there for over 22, that's 21 years guaranteed. And he was a coach before that. So he's been there for like 23 years. Wait a second. We need to talk about something. You graduated? Yes, I did, asshole. From what? From high school? No, college. From what? From uh, JV? Political science degree from Michigan State. Bleed green, Spartan strong, never forget. That's all I got to say. But I was down at Holy Cross where Rudy went. And saw Notre Dame, and I got to rush the court when Mike Bray was there when Notre Dame beat Pittsburgh back in 2003. But you didn't go to Notre Dame. I did not go to Notre Dame, but I had free tickets. Free tickets, baby. I got to rush the court. I was at center court. I also got to see that beautiful game when Notre Dame beat Navarre, that asshole from Ann Arbor and Michigan. The ushers helped us onto the field and got to walk through the same freaking tunnel as Jerome Bennis. And Joe Montana and Tim Brown. But we're not talking about football. We're supposed Wait to be talking about basketball, baby. Wait a second. How did you even get those tickets? And second of all, if you're a Michigan State guy, you just said Michigan State sucks because you rushed the field with Notre Dame. Even Ryan knows that. Hey, guess that. what? They weren't playing Michigan State. They were playing the douchebags up up north. Up, no, up north. <laughs> they beat number 16 country assholes, Michigan. Hey, they weren't even assholes. supposed to. It was, Michigan was an embarrassment to the country. As the usual. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. I can't believe. I can't. So Wednesday, I just, the ACC. Oh, my God. I just can't believe you still graduated. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. Wednesday. Wake going, Forest and Syracuse. Yeah. Look, this might be his last year. Jim Beeline. I think this will be his last year. Well, I then just, we'll be seeing him in Detroit more often because we have his son at the Detroit Cruise, and maybe he'll be showing up to Pistons games. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. But maybe he can coach the Pistons. And you want to know something that's really cool other than Jim Beeline? Just throwing it out there. Uh-huh. Barry Sanders is going to be coming to Michigan State. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, he's going to get dumber. Uh, Poor guy. I mean, anyway, should... Pittsburgh uh, 
that Wake Forest-Syracuse game with Jim Beeline is at Wednesday, March 8th. It is a 12 o'clock game. You kind of have two teams that could still get in. Get in on the bubble. Wake Forest, 18-13. Syracuse, 17-14. Uh, 2.30 game is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's already in. And now we have the lovely conversation of 7 o'clock. Ooh. And we're talking about the North Carolina Tar Heels at 19-12. and 12. Um, They're still on the bubble. They only have one quality win against Virginia. And if they lose this game, they're 19-13. and 13. I don't think they're in. They got to at least win one. Right? Yeah, yeah, they got. Yeah, I mean they're, I mean they've lost to a lot of mid-earth teams, and they Duke just beat the snot out of them. I think they won. Duke won two in a row, right? Yeah, against them. So yeah. that doesn't help out. Right, so the main point is North Carolina, do or die, seven o'clock mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and then you got the nightcap, seven, uh, nine thirty, the NCD State Wolfpack, and then the last day, right? Because they get a double. A couple teams get a double by yeah, Thursday, right? Duke. And who has another double? Double by Miami, twelve o'clock, March 9th. Um, Duke is at two o'clock or two thirty. Sorry. Yeah. And Virginia seven and Clemson nine thirty. What's our next conference? Well, before we go on, talk about tonight's games, right? Well, yeah. Well, we'll yeah we'll do that. We'll talk about the the four teams, not the five teams. That made it to... Oh, the NCAA dance. Yeah. We almost forgot about that. Yeah. Well, what are the five teams that clinched to birth? Well, the NAC, we have the North and Eastern... Northeast, what are they? The Northeast Conference, the Farley Dickerson. They they did it. They did it. I don't, don't know much about them because I'm not from that area. But so. congratulations. But congratulations. And then we have the... Ohio Valley, an old an overtime win, and they, the team that I'm looking at is South Missouri State. This is not their first time in the tournament. So. No, but they they beat in overtime. They won, and then the Missouri Valley Drake is in. That, and we all know who Drake is. Drake is from the uh, state of Iowa. And, and they're pretty good. They usually are. If they don't make it, they always make it to the NIT. This team is always either in the NIT or the NCAA. Yeah, I like that team. That team is going to be in the 13 and 14. Well, maybe what, 10 seed? The they could maybe get to the 12-5. And watch out for Drake. Yeah, Drake yeah. could be that 12-5 that you say, okay, yeah. this is the team I want to pick. Yeah, I like that team. I do like that team. The Big South? The University of Carolina Asheville. They, I don't, you know. Again, I'm not really a big. They've been in uh, quite a bit too. Uh, they like they they're at least. It's only been a couple of years since they've been. They're usually a good team. Yeah, and then the last but not least, Atlantic Sun Conference, the Kenneth State overtime, sixty-seven, sixty-eight, sixty-six over Liberty. That was a good game yesterday, but. I didn't get to watch it. Both teams have over 25 wins. And oh, wow. It's a bummer that, I mean, it's all, it does always based on strength of schedule. So Liberty will go into the NIT and Kansas State will go to the NCAA dance. There, there you go. There you go, folks. There you go. And then, then we got two games tonight. That we care about and mean stuff. And I think this is going to be a rematch between St. Mary's and Gonzaga because St. Mary's is going to play BYU. And I, St. Mary's, you know. Got that beautiful freshman that's been player of the week multiple times. I think he's he's the man. What and what's his name again? 
Um, oh. other than your mom? Yeah, your mom. Yeah, your mom called me a cheerleader. Oh, I don't. I mean, <laughs> <We're> so, <laughs> this is why we need six hands, right? Look up the guy's name for us, for God's sake. You can laugh in the background. I don't care. Ron's trying to keep it quiet, folks. I think it's Caleb Bennett because he's Caleb the Bennett. Freshman. It's either. Yeah, he's the point guard. Kalen Bennett. Bennett. So this kid is a freshman. And I'm pretty sure next year he'll go to a transfer to somewhere like Duke. Why? Because he'll just transfer. There's no point because he knows that he can be 25 and 6. And Gonzaga and St. Mary's will always make the dance. Always make the dance? Always make the dance. Just think about this. Uh, Stop transferring. Enjoy Enjoy your years in the university. You have a chance. You have a chance to set history and knock off Gonzaga. Stay at St. Mary's. And, and, and prove to them that you can win the WSW or the WCC conference championship. You go to Duke, no guarantees. And that's why those two guys from Duke and North Carolina should have never, ever, 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 ever left Northwestern. Northwestern could be a top five program if Young and uh, the other guy from North Carolina would have stayed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right because you know what? The ACC, as of right now, is the most overrated, com- overrated conference as as we talk because but, he, but Duke, he is right because Duke and North Carolina are not as good anymore. No. Coach K is gone. You're going. Co- I'm guaranteeing this is what's going to happen to Duke and to Duke and and NC. They're going to be the next UCLA teams where they're going to be good here and there and so forth. But everyone's going to remember the good old days of. Coach K, like uh, like Coach from UCLA, Coach Woody, oh, what's his last name? Well, anyway, St. Mary's plays BYU at nine o'clock. BYU is nineteen and fourteen. St. Mary's is twenty-five and six. If BYU can pull off a miracle and win this game, which probably isn't going to happen because I like that freshman kid, St. Mary's is twenty-five and six. But BYU wins that game and makes it to the championship. We might be talking to them in a play about the play-in game on Tuesday. March 15th. March 15th. But we all know the Gonzaga's eggs play at 1130. Most of us will be sleeping. It's on ESPN. They do play San Francisco. Uh, Gonzaga is nine in the country, 25 and five. But San Francisco is 20 and 13. If San Francisco pulls off a miracle and basically Gonzaga dies and half of their team doesn't show up. <laughs> dies. Um, dies. That's not a good way of putting it. If San Francisco is 21 and 14, I think you invite them. But Gonzaga at nine in the country. They could, could they get a two seed or the best? Do you think they could do as a three? I think they can go. Three? I think they if they go far in their conference. Well, well this win. is the semifinals right so now. So they win the conference. They could be number two or three. I well, there are three at locked. But I think. they're going to have to beat both teams. If they lose to San Francisco, are they if, a four? If they no, I think they go down to five. Oh, you heard it here first. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the Gonzaga Zags drop less than four, no matter what. Uh, I think Gonzaga Gags are a little overrated myself. Yeah, yeah, they almost lost to Michigan State this year. Woo! Almost is not losing to Michigan State. Well, Michigan lost. Did I tell you that already? Oh yeah, that's normal. Oh dear. <laughs> All right, let's let's quick talk about the NFL. Let's talk about. Uh, uh, Sean's favorite quarterback right Derek Carr. He <laughs> left Vegas. He had a piece of shit coach, Josh McDaniels. He had a great <laughs> running back, folks. 
and with Josh, Josh Jacobs, and he had Devontae Adams, and they still could not make the playoffs, folks. Um, I guess the good thing is he's going to the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Um, that division is the worst mother effing division in the NFL. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is for Tampa Bay yet. Carolina has got Sam Darnold, um, the guy that used to play for Temple. And do I have to say anything else? No. Let's Carolina say, doesn't have a quarterback. They have a new coach. Look, look, no, so look. Saints win the division, folks, with Derek Carr. No, come on. Come on. Think about this. Carr, like, Carr's got to compete with Andy Dodd. If he's still there in the contract. And then he's got to deal with Alvin Kamara. Which Jameis is, Winston, but they're going to cut Jameis Winston, so we don't have to worry about that. No, they already did that. They already did that. And then they have these two running backs, Alvin Kamara and then David Johnson. David Johnson and Kamara are on the way out of just being good. And then the only receiver that they have is Javier Landry, Landry, and he doesn't even show up to play. So what? what is this BS thing going? I don't know what's going on with the Saints. I don't know. Why would you sign some guy, Carr, for four years, approximately like $150 million, and $100 million is going to be guaranteed? You would agree that that's better than the choices that they have, though. Well, yeah. James Winston, he just wants to go and either get crabs or steal crabs, folks. That goes all the way back to Florida State. Yeah. I mean, I would just like – I think – I really do think that – I really do think that the Saints could have signed him for two years. Well – the Falcons don't have a quarterback because they let Mariota go. They're not going to like the quarterback Ridley from Cincinnati. So Tampa Bay doesn't have a quarterback. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. No. The Saints have a quarterback, and they have emerged as the conference champion. All right. All right. So another news. Because you have to remember before you start this conversation on the next one is you only got to be 8-9 and nine to win that division. Well, that was last year. This year, I think it's going to be like 10-6. Okay, sorry. I interrupted. Yeah. So, all right. The Vikings release Eric Hendrick. Uh, eight year, drafted in 2000. And let's see, eight years. 2016? 15. 15. Second round by the Vikings. 100 tackles, seven years in a row. Great player. Great player. Why they, they released him for a contract in $9 million per year and – to stay within that $24 million salary cap, blah, 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 blah. Who, whoever picks, thank you, Ron. Thank you. My studio guys in the back, Ron. So whoever picks this guy out is going to be very lucky. I think Detroit should pick him up. Detroit, Campbell, are you listening? Are you still listening to Metallica? Did you hear the news, though, before I got to interrupt? Who wants to come to Dallas, baby? Jalen Ramsey. He wants to team up with Diggs. Oh, my God. This is ta- Woo! I've never seen a man get so excited. He can well, laugh. Could you imagine Diggs and Jalen Ramsey on opposite ends in Dallas? Giving up touchdowns? <laughs> that, that would be awesome. God damn it, asshole. <laughs> Hey, the Cowboys are losing 45 to 14. Can Prescott I, still can't throw a touchdown. The guy's butt naked. Look at that. I'm open. I'm open. No one's coming come around me. So I had to touch on my Cowboys real fast, but a little bit more important information that I don't think we have on that paper. Jerry Jacksonville jo- Jaguars. Uh-huh. Back in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know that they won a conference championship last year, and I'm sure with Trevor Lawrence and that great quarter running back that they have. Yeah, it's... Yes. Yeah. So 
They're going to emerge as the favorite again because we know that the Titans are trying to get rid of Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. That's but so- remember this. Who did the Jaguars just sign? Before I mention this name, who? the cool thing is, even though the Jags signed him, they didn't know if he was going to be reinstated from the suspension. It is Calvin Ridley that used to play for the Atlanta Falcons. He's a great receiver. And he got in trouble before for gambling. He never gambled on his teammates, just like Pete Rose. You know, Pete, Pete, Rose, Rose. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah, but he gambled. But anyway, Calvin Ridley was betting on NFL, NFL games when he was on the injured list. Calvin Ridley is officially reinstated. And who's going to be throwing to him? Trevor Lawrence! Man, what a way to get out of the contract, out of a bad team, and say, hey, guess what, everyone? I'm a gambler. I'm going to gamble on Detroit Lions winning. I'm going to gamble on my favorite basketball team. Can you please suspend me so I can go to a different team? Yeah, because Atlanta Falcons weren't going anywhere with Tom Brady in that division. Could you imagine that? Could you? What a great way to get out of your contract. You sit around and you get it. You sit around into your local neighborhood. You smoke a couple of joints. He's like, man, I got easy way out. Andy gambles, and I, I don't know if he lost or won, but, I mean, who cares? I now he's won with a new team with Trevor Lawrence. It's a win-win, folks. And he won the lotto. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if he won. Okay, he didn't win the lotto. I'm just bullshitting you, all right? All right. So the Eagles, Eagles part ways with their uh, defense coordinator, uh, David Wilson, uh, they looked, I guess the Eagles bypassed him and said, nah, we don't want you to be anything with us anymore. I mean, of course, he was the, wide res- uh, the defense uh, passing coordinator and was overlooked. Um, let's see, the number one defense, though. So 179 yards per game. It's a relatively very, very well. The Cardinals passed on him. So that's something to talk about. Sometime in the Cardinals was, pass on anybody. They were the worst defense in the NFL last year. But why they why would they overlook this guy? Don't know. That's just plain stupid. And then the NBA. The NBA. How about God, I have to talk about this. The Greek the Freak, what a what a dick move. <laughs> just to get a triple double. The his team rebounds the ball, throws it to him, he just mousely walking towards the basket. And he looks around, and he purposely misses it just to rebound his own rebound. That's a douchebag thing to do. If you need to do that just for stats, then you're not – then F you. Just that like is right. But you want to know what's better than that? Bulls fans came out and said, thank you very much, Russell Westbrook, until last night. Russell Westbrook as a starter was 0-14 until last night. They finally got a win with him starting 1-15. So, I guess, you know – and Sean still thinks he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. I, you know, because he leads all triple doubles. Well, if you're a he's ball, a curse, but he will if make you're a ball hog, you're going to make. I mean, of course, you're going to get a triple double. Hey, hey, I'm going to shoot a hundred times, rebound a hundred times, and then pass the ball on a fast break because I can't make a basket. So I'm going to pass it and get my triple double. So here's a question for you: If 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 Durant was such, well, they're all a problem, I guess. Could, if they would have stayed together, Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Harden, if they would have all stayed in Oklahoma City, this is just a what-if situation. Would they have won a championship? I think they would have, and this is what I would too. This is what I would have done as a head coach. I would have done it. was Billy Donovan at that time. Yeah, but this is what I would have done if I was him. 
based on the game, based on your opponent, you would start, you would have one of the starters because Harden came off the bench. So Harden was a six man. But in reality, you can never keep Harden in Oklahoma or Boston. Where, if that team was. What do you think is better, Harden or Russell Westbrook? Harden. But Russell Westbrook has triple doubles. Yeah, but he's, he's literally got a better shooting. Well, yeah, the, the shooting. By but this is what I'm trying to say to you folks. As a good coach, you would tell both these players that I can't start both of you, but I want to keep you on my team, but we want to win a championship. So based on our opponent and based on our level of skill that we need, for different, because Harden and Westbrook are two, two different players that need the ball. But based on the energy of the, of the opponent, you start Westbrook on a team that's very, very slow. So you want him to be running up down the court. On a team that's very fast, then you want someone like Harden on a team to slow the offense down a little bit with, with KG out there, with Kevin Garnett. No, Kevin Durant. Sorry. So Which hit a buzzer beater to knock out Kyrie Irving and the Dallas Mavericks yesterday. Oh, yeah. It, it, and it's funny because, speaking of that, we had a, a, our little uh, Luca Being a douchebag like usual. Man. I didn't think that he was a douchebag, but now he I know. Now I know he really is because he starts fights for everybody, and they and even though they always all black guys too. It's like he's trying to. Devin be, Booker doesn't start fights usually. No, so Luca nice must have said some stupid shit. Yeah, you yeah, you better be careful, Luca. We'll put you in a box and FedEx, ship you right back where you came from, all in pieces. Probably not, because you know who Dirk Dirk is the uh, president over there. He loves him. He loves Luca. He is. Dirk oh. is an organization. I like Dirk. <laughs> I did like Dirk. Dirk was fun. I wish we had a camera so you could see how special I this kid is. <laughs> the fact that I made Ron laugh. I don't get out. Get out. This is it. No more podcasts for today. We're done. Get out. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Straight Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I went mentally ill just like Sean does every day. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's good to be here as usual. Hey, I'm glad that snowstorm stayed off. It's a little cold today. We're supposed to have it in the 40s. So yeah. it should be a good rest of the week. So, folks, folks, thank you for listening to the podcast, Crazy Straight Podcast show. Listen to me on Spotify. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Buzzsprout, again for distributing my podcast to the to the whole wide world and hopefully for all you people out there who are having a bad day just go up to someone and do a Ric Flair woo <laughs> just kidding. don't do that you go to jail or something but alright peace love thanks Sean hey it's always great to be here thanks buddy yeah see ya <laughs>